Well, welcome, Radiant Life Church. I'm Pastor Will, filling in for Pastor Shane while he's away. We're so glad you could join us today for this important message on false teachers, the enemy within, an enemy that could very well prove to be the greatest threat the apostolic biblical church faces today. Now, before we begin, let us pray. Heavenly Father, grateful are we that you're with us, you, our living God. Glorious is thy name, name above all others. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the genesis of all things. We come before you today, Father God, asking for the ears to hear that which we cannot now hear, and the eyes to see that which we cannot now see. Open them, Father, that we might hear your angels sing and see but even a glimpse of your mighty city. Grant each of us, O Father God, the courage and the strength to finish the race that we might receive that imperishable crown. Come close to us now, Father, so close that we might feel your very breath upon us. So come, Holy Spirit, come, envelop us in fellowship as we proceed with today's message. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the title of today's sermon, loved ones, is False Teachers, the Enemy Within. The theme is victory over false teaching demands knowledge of the truth, which are facts and faith. For when these two come together in the cauldron of the Holy Spirit, we have discernment. The ability to know what is truth and what is not. Now, if you're able, please stand for the reading of God's word. First, we'll read Psalms 119, 89, 90. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away. Second Peter 2, 1 and 2. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Now, 2 Corinthians eleven, thirteen to 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. And finally, Jeremiah 5, 30 and 31. An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely 
and the priests rule on their own authority. And my people love it so. But what will you do at the end of it? Praise be to God for his word. Now, as it concerns today's message, what do these scriptures teach us? Well, that God's word is immutable and unchanging. That it will never leave us. That false teachers will rise up in each generation. That these false teachers and deceitful workers will be disguised, illuminated in the light of goodness and truth, just like Satan. That they will change and defile God's word and teach on their own authority. And sadly, that many will fall prey and follow them. And of those that do, the Lord God will ask, but what will you do at the end of it? Well, one of the greatest threats, as I said before, to the apostolic biblical church of Jesus Christ is the one we face today. Because this enemy is coming not from without, but from within the church. Yes, from within, within the body of the church, all across our land, in virtually every geographical area, there are those within the church rising up to preach a different gospel, a gospel whose very foundation is a bedrock of clever, deceitful lies delivered to the unsuspecting in an easy-to-swallow, make-believe way of life, having no guideposts, no barriers, and no hope. It is spewed from the pulpits of pastors and churches who have lost their way, from the lecterns in Christian universities where false professors are no less evil than worldly wise men in Pilgrim's Progress, Indeed, many have become the unwitting agents of Satan's perversion. And you'll find it fouling the pages and screens of blog postings, news articles, YouTube videos, and every other social media platform you can think of. It is called, my brethren, progressive or liberal Christianity. A euphemism for a religion of sorts with no fixed moral compass, no guiding light, and where all truth is subjective, being defined by the individuals and by social justice warriors and their groups. It is the very antithesis, the very opposite of historic biblical apostolic Christianity, which is the very foundation of this church. It has molded itself around the ever-changing subjective social whims and morals of our corrupt society. Its clear purpose is to bypass, avoid, and yes, even shun the very words of our living God and of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. It is the proverbial pig with a lipstick obfuscating the truth rendering it unclear, bewildering, and demeaning. It is a great void of emptiness and nothingness, often without a risen Savior and without godly admonitions and commandments and without his everlasting truths. 
And those selling it are like drug dealers, preying on the weak, the uninformed, and those without a firm knowledge of God's truths, those unsure of Christ's commandments. They are nothing less than gospel cheats. This progressive Christianity movement refutes the very scripture that tells us God's word is fixed in the heavens forever and evermore. Well, we read this before, but I'll read it again. Psalm 119, 89, 91. Forever, our Lord, your word is fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands. His word is fixed, loved ones. It cannot be removed and it cannot be changed. It remains forever and ever. This, this new progressive Christianity, as it's so-called, it is built upon lies and more lies. And tragically, it is the beginning of broken lives, hanging on to a false religion that changes with the ebb and flow of sorts. Yes. Loved ones, please pray earnestly to our doomed. Why? Because it is our responsibility to discern the truth by searching the scriptures. What did Paul tell us in Acts 17, 11? For they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Remember what Paul told us in Philippians 2, 12. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We've been warned. We must sharpen our knowledge of the truth, reinforce our faith, and hold our emotions in check, else we will suffer the bitter and eternal consequences of this attack from within. Now let's take a look at the four key points. Who is the enemy? Two, how will we know him? Three, what must we do? And four, and if we do not do, what are the consequences? Oh, yes, loved ones, there are always consequences. Well, let's examine these four points in detail. One, who is the enemy? Well, it is, as you might have guessed, none other than Satan himself working through his unwitting agents. These progressive pastors, teachers, and professors become unwitting agents of Satan himself. Now listen, Job 1.7, the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around it. Listen, he is alive and well today, loved ones, and having had thousands of years to practice his craft, his effectiveness goes undisputed. 1 John 5.19 
We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. The whole world. Therefore, anyone living on this earth is subject to his undertakings. Woe be to them who are not wearing the full armor of God. Number two, how will we know him? The enemy. Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness. Who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's how you'll know him. John 1.9. Second John. 1.9 through 11. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Stay away from people infected with progressive Christianity. And so let's identify this person, these enemies, these persons, these teachers and preachers and professors and anyone. Here's what we need to know. Based on the scriptures, anyone who tells not the truth, which is the written word of God, it is anyone who attempts to turn you away from God's word. It is anyone who attempts to persuade you it isn't necessary to believe a certain passage or that that passage doesn't apply to you in this day and age. And it is any church or teacher or person who puts man's thoughts, man's thoughts or today's social, moral, corrupt society ahead of Christ. It's also anyone who suggests that Christ need not be the center of your life. But woe to them, for desolation will come upon them. Matthew 26, 24, the son of man is going away, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he'd not been born. But if you succumb and follow these treacherous progressives, adopting their ways, your outcome, loved ones, my outcome would be the same. And so you must strengthen your ability to discern their lies and their false teachings, which brings us to key point number three. What must we do? Strengthen your ability to discern their lies and false teachings. So, Know and believe that God's word is in fact fixed in heaven, that it is unshakable, and then obey and live it out. Examine the scriptures daily to see whether the things you hear and read are true. Don't take our word for it. It is your responsibility to take the time and examine the scriptures to see whether the things you hear and read are true. But know this, learnings God's word without living and obeying it would be utterly pointless. That would describe the Bunyan character in Pilgrim's Progress known as Mr. Talkative 
one who proclaims the word but does not live it, one who expounds and sermonizes but does not bend a knee. He fears not the Lord and never works out his own salvation. Wear the armor of God and be particularly adept with the shield of the faith and the sword of the spirit. Particularly adept with the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the immutable and holy word of God. Why? So that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Ephesians 6.13. I should point out that there's four other pieces of the armor of God. The belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. The sandals of the gospel of peace. And the helmet of salvation. But in this message, we're highlighting the shield of faith and the sword of spirit. The sword of the spirit. The very word of God. Know and believe all of the claims. This is what else you need to do. Know and believe all of the claims made by our Lord Jesus. All of them. And finally, and of great importance, we must make the time to be educated through a church-approved discipleship class. Because knowledge and faith are the keys to victory, loved ones. Knowledge and faith are the keys to victory. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 is worthy of repeating. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Second John 1, 9 through 11. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching as both the Father and the Son. And if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. For whoever accepts and greets evil takes part in his wicked works. And number four of the key points. Well, what happens, Pastor Will, if we don't do these things? What are the consequences? Oh, yes, loved ones. There's always consequences. One, there will be much fear and weeping. Two, many, many will succumb and be drawn to perdition. Many churches around the country are Packed. Many will succumb and be drawn to perdition because the progressive form of Christianity has few barriers. It's easy. It's a false message. They want you to pretend. They want you to be in a pretense mode to think that you're walking on the narrow way when you're walking on the broad way. You know, it's not called the narrow way for nothing. My brother, Pastor Shane, speaks of it and preaches of it all the time. It's a narrow road. It's a hard road. It's a difficult journey. Not many will find it. 
But progressive Christianity wants you to believe that all of a sudden this narrow road to the gates of the celestial city have become broad and that all manner, all speculation in the word, all moral values can be altered and changed based upon our individual whims. Number three, if we stand before this enemy without discernment, then we are doomed. Well, how do we get discernment? By education, by constant learning. Number four, woe to them for desolation will come upon them. Here's Matthew 26, 24. The son of man is going away just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man had he not been born. And for any who succumb and follow the enemy, adopting their ways, their outcome will be the same. That was number five. Here's 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through 8. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those, listen carefully, and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not rocket scientists, loved ones. This is not rocket science. It is plain, clear language. The plain things are the main things, and the main things are the plain things. To those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, retribution will rain upon us. Now, Matthew seven twenty one, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. You see how frequently the scripture tells us, obey. And we seem to think that obey is a word for suggestion. There is no suggestion in the command to obey. It's, it's binary. It's you're either obeying or you're not. You cannot manage sin in any way that will benefit us other than to end it. There is no management. It's either you're doing it or you're ending it. You're either going to accept evil and progressive Christianity, or you're going to stay the course on the narrow way and be one of the few who find it. Well, loved ones, we've been warned. Scripture is quite clear. Now we must sharpen our knowledge of the truth, reinforce our faith, and hold our emotions in check, else we will suffer the bitter and eternal consequences of this attack from within. Now, a great way to begin the sharpening of your knowledge and the reinforcement of your faith is to join us this evening and every Sunday at 6 p.m. for our Sunday Sermon Reflection. This is your opportunity, your opportunity to ask questions, offer your comments, and fellowship with others in a godly discussion of today's sermon. It's online only, and all are welcome. Just go to the following link, and I'll spell it out for you. I think it'll be on the screen for you to write down, bit.ly 
bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash three, the number three, W, small w, capital U, capital P, zero, then lowercase b, j. I'll repeat it. B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the number three, lowercase w, uppercase u, uppercase p, as in Paul, zero, lowercase b, as in boy, and j. Now, this will take you to an online form uh, where you'll find the Zoom meeting link and all the information about today's sermon, uh, including the key points and all of the scriptures. Well, as we draw to a close, let us pray. Oh, Father, may the strength of God sustain us. May the power of God preserve us. May the hands of God protect us. And may the way of God direct us. And may the love of God go with us this day forever and evermore. Well, loved ones, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Amen. Now let us meditate on today's message as we listen to the closing songs of worship from George. And after which, may you all go in peace. And may the Comforter be with you always as he guides you on the way to the city. <laughs>